Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Bite Size podcast. I'm your host Clayton at Clayton's AFC on Twitter and um, here for another solo casual chat about last night's game. It was a 2-0 against Sevilla at home in the Champions League and honestly, uh, assuming the injuries aren't bad to Tomiyasu and Saka, I think that is as perfect a night as you can get. Um, obviously, the away game against Seville, uh, Sevilla uh, in Seville um, it was quite tough and yeah, we had to kind of show all of those cliches in terms of grit, determination and all of that stuff. And last night was like a walk in the park. It was mad. It felt like a, um, didn't feel like a Champions League game at all. And I think it was a combination of we were phenomenal in phases and the way we moved the ball, stretched the pitch positionally and equally they were pretty shite. Um, so yeah, I, I, this won't be a long one, just um, something to yeah, just casually chat through it, I guess. Um, so lineup was obviously David Raya in goal. The back four was uh, Ben White, Saliba, Gabriel, and Tomiyasu. Midfield three of Jorginho, Havertz, and Rice, and then the front three of Saka, Trossard, False Nine, uh, and Martinelli. And uh, I thought, yeah, every, like I say, everyone played really well. To be honest, it's probably best to just go uh, player by player. So I feel like David Raya, uh, no dramas, didn't have much to do. Um, distribution was okay. Uh, there was one in particular where he passed it into Rice, who was in the left eight, and a really nice pass. But it was just something that it didn't have anything to do. I want to say Sevilla had one shot, and it was like in the last minute of the game. Yeah, because <laughs> I remember, look, it was half time. They hadn't had any shots. Um, and then, yeah, second half, I just, we are so good defensively. It's an absolute joke. And the fact that their only shot in the game came in the literal six minute of added time says everything so uh Ryan didn't have to do much but made himself available in good areas to distribute from the back and uh, yeah not much to report to be honest uh even though i'm saying i'm going player by player uh that's long so <laughs> i'm gonna summarize by uh areas of the pitch so in defense uh ben white fine um yeah i just thought he was fine uh saliba gabriel so good together saliba is an absolute joke like that tick that tackle he did when he was running back and he had to do the sliding tackle even his the way he manipulates people where he thinks you think you're gonna have a chance at it and then he'll just pivot out and distribute the ball accordingly gabriel compliments him so well tommy asu was good obviously went off at half time so fingers crossed that's not too serious uh midfield three was um good really good uh i thought havertz was fine uh wanted to see more from him especially in a game like this where there's no real pressure um and you've got the freedom to kind of create a, i definitely think he looks better on that right eight uh position and then when he presses obviously he goes it, we've pressing a 4-4-2 and the way he pushes up he i think he's a really intelligent presser but um yeah need to be seeing more offensively really more for his own sanity more than anything obviously he had uh, the header that he should have done better with. I want to say that was in like the first few minutes. Um, yeah, he just completely misjudged it. Didn't get the right contact on that. And then his effort from outside of the box, which was a really good effort, uh, the curler. And uh, you can see everyone wants him to have a key action, not a charity penalty sort of thing. And it's coming. It's just games like this where there's no pressure we're coasting that's where you kind of do your stat padding and stuff um so yeah he, he was fine Jorginho and rice really got rice flipping hell man he's um 
he's a freak. Nothing to add that we don't already know. Every game he surprises me. Um, a couple of times when the ball was like a 50-50, I'd say even a 60-40 to them. And he just lunges in, his legs extend, and they, he sets us going. He finds himself between the lines, runs up, was running inside and out yesterday. He is just... I, it's not... It's very rare you get players that go for those sort of price tags and they're never mentioned. But the fact that his price tag is never mentioned is indicative of how well he's performing. Like genuinely, you feel like you could have paid another 50 million and it would have been justified the level he's performing at. He's a freak. For um, This was a really good game for Jorginho. Uh, really comfortable on the ball and the pass to split the defence and set Saka through for then Saka to feed in Trossard was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, really good game that suited Jorginho to a tee. So midfield three was really good. And uh, the front three, I've said this for ages. I think a lot of the regular listeners will know I'm, I think, higher on Enketia than most people. And when I say I'm higher on him, and like, don't get me wrong, it's not me saying I want him to be Arsenal's number nine. It's just, I think when I assess these things, I think of what do you, what can you expect from a air quotes backup rotational number nine. And I think you'll be hard pressed to find someone that is happy to not play all the time that can have the impact that he does when he comes in. And sure, fluidity wise, we're not the same when Enketia's up there, but against certain opposition, he is a fine option and you know he's going to score. And sure, it may limit the fluidity, but you just know output wise, it will be fine. Trossard, though, this is something I've been calling for for a while. I just think stylistically and looking at his profile, he's the most similar to Jesus. And I said this early, like really early. I know it's becoming a common thing now on Twitter, but it was something I've said for a long time. And it's more just the pockets he operates in, the dilemmas he gives defenders in terms of where he goes. It creates that uh, space for Saka and Martinelli. And even though I don't think it was entirely the reason that they did well last night i definitely think it's uh a huge factor towards it and um yeah took his goal really well found himself in a nice uh, in nice space uh, for saka's ball through to him and then um saka and martinelli that's <laughs> saka obviously uh phenomenal like the space he's getting in europe is uh really nice it's one of those again what i said the other day i feel like the way we're structured as a team it suits europe to a t and uh, there's also more space. It's like the Premier It makes you realise the standard of the Premier League is top, top, top quality in terms of the type of defensive work you're up against every week. Um, yeah, Saka was absolutely fantastic. Just fingers crossed these are not seriously injured. I don't, not sure what the diagnosis is, but from my seat there last night, yeah, I was concerned because, sure, I know he goes off every week and we've become accustomed to it, but this was different. I feel like I need to probably watch it back. But from memory, he went down unopposed with no one around him. And I always find that a little bit concerning. So fingers crossed. Uh, to be honest, though, Burnley at home on Saturday, is it's a game we should have more than enough to not need Saka. So I would kind of play that if he's OK, I would play this tactically and just like not have him in the squad. Trust that we have enough to beat Burnley without him. Give him the international break off because he's hopefully, well, not hopefully injured, but you know what I mean, just in, injured enough to not go away for England, but he's fine long-term. So, um, yeah, top performance. It's so nice just seeing our young boys that have like propelled us from the barrels and depths of mid-table to uh, cruising in the Champions League. Um, and on, on the other flank, uh, obviously, it was Martinelli who assisted Saka's goal. 
Uh, I didn't even say, say about Saka's goal. That says everything in terms of the quality he's got. That is, yeah, the running was so intelligent. And then to dummy it at the time he did. And then once he cut it, you know he's burying that. Um, and yeah, like I said, it was fed through from Martinelli. And the E, <laughs> that right back genuinely actually felt quite sorry for him like it was humiliating and to be honest it was first half I was getting a bit not frustrated but I just felt like Martinelli had this guy on toast and every time he was beating him getting across and beating him getting a pass in and it just felt like for the amount of times he was getting in that position and getting past him it needed to turn into an inaction of a goal but it wasn't happening but yeah that right back flipping how he's He's done him there. He's uh, he's going to have sleepless nights thinking about Gabby Martinelli. It was similar to Aurea uh, earlier in the season when we played Forest. I just remember there was a period where he absolutely killed him. And then Aurea managed to get the ball offensively. Martinelli straight back and wins it. Um, yeah. <laughs> Poor right back. But uh, Champions League nights and Martinelli feel like they go hand in hand as well. And overall, it was just the perfect day at the office. Honestly, I think the only thing I would say that could have gone better is obviously hopefully the two injuries aren't serious um and it would have been nice to go and have a bigger lead earlier on in the game because I feel like the subs of Vieira, Nelson, Kivi or Elneny like it would have been nice to get those people bedded in earlier in the game um but that is absolutely nitpicking 2-0 at home reduce them to one shot <laughs> <laughs> defensively we're frightening man um, and yeah it was just nice obviously I've mo I'm not moaned but I've been concerned about the attacking fluidity so uh, this season so that was nice and obviously we've got a long 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 injury list of key players now so fingers crossed they don't get added to and they come back in good time but on to Burnley uh, lovely lovely night at the office yesterday that that was absolutely brilliant um in terms of a fan, I was just happy. I just, I just felt like I was watching champagne football in periods. And to be honest, even though we dominated the game and stuff, there was only one period, I want to say it was around the hour mark, where they were putting a spell of play together as well. So it was perfect. Really, really impressive stuff. And um, got even got to see Zinchenko in the eight, which I know a lot of people have been calling for. I'm personally not there with that, you know. Um I can understand why people say that, but I feel like people are also forgetting one of the biggest things our manager wants in midfield is duels. Uh, you're not getting that from Zinchenko, um, even though he's fantastic on the ball. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd be open to seeing it more, but I can also really understand why he's not done it more often. But, yeah, all of, all in all, uh, 9.5 out of 10 night at the Emirates. So on to Burnley on Saturday. I'll be there uh, looking hope hopefully make a day of it. Uh, Saturday 3pm can't beat it and uh, we'll be doing the preview for that tomorrow so that's everything uh, if you've enjoyed it and like I said before this is a solo one that I've pre-recorded so I have no idea how I publish it but it always looks like it's live so I'm not being rude if I'm uh, ignoring comments and stuff I'm just not there um, but if you have enjoyed it uh, obviously please hit that like button and subscribe so you don't miss the future episodes it helps us out a lot and we'll be back tomorrow for the Burnley preview before the international break. Up the Arsenal.